This is Angie Meadows. And this is Chris Meadows. And this is The Rocker Recovery. And we are on Lesson 16 in our 22-chapter book, uh, Rocker Recovery Relationship Addictions. This book is available on AmazonBooks.com. This chapter is on CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress. And complex post-traumatic stress is repetitive trauma that happens over and over again. And there are parts of our brain that just don't develop, Chris. So help us with the thinking skill today. So CPTSD is healing toxic thinking and relationship patterns makes space for develop to develop healthy relation relationship skills. So CPTSD is like postpartum stress disorder, but it's complex. So it's repetitive over and over and over again. So it develops a lot of toxic thinking skills, a lot of toxic relationship patterns that needs to be healed. So here's the introduction. All right. So childhood trauma trains us to accept crumbs in relationships. It does. It teaches us to gaslight and betray ourselves. We tend to settle for a little attention and feel lucky that we even get that. <laughs> we believe lies about ourselves and our circumstances so long that they have become our truth. If childhood trauma was so intense, we develop post complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which can cause dysfunctional adult relationships. Yeah, we didn't even develop the patterns to understand how to have a healthy relationship if you're been in repetitive trauma and this can happen in childhood and this can also happen with domestic violence and this gaslighting is a a form of lying that changes your perception uh it's it changes your reality so when we're accepting crumbs i wrote a little poem here it says, have you allowed yourself to be second? Have you settled for second best? Does the empath in you want to care for others? Was the role of caretaker a survival skill as a child? Does the victim in you give without expecting any reciprocation? Is the adult child in you very small? Have you expected very little? Have you compromised? Have you blindly trusted? Does even a scrap of attention feel like love? Does the martyr in you cling strongly to abusive people? Are you stuck in a perpetual grieving cycle? If so, this is very sad. So here's the lesson. So the lesson is when a healthy identity does not form within us, we are always looking to another to validate and nurture the child inside of us. This lack of identity develops complex issues in relationships. Trauma bonding feels like love. Obsessive limerence feels like intense attraction. Control feels like protection. Dominance gives us a poverty slave mentality. Abandonment and neglect makes us rebellious and self-destructive. And we develop a negative internal critic and become stuck in a helpless syndrome. These patterns all keep us stuck. You know, Chris, I have found that if I could just name it. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm, I'm obsessing. Ugh. I'm stuck, you know. I I feel helpless. If I can just name it, then I can move it. But if mm -hmm. but if it just rolls around in my subconscious and it, I'm powerless, I'm just I literally get like stuck in anger, stuck in bitterness, stuck in grieving. But if I can sit with it and break it down into little pieces, what made me feel that way? I can say, ah, oh, I ain't giving that thing power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. So we feel helpless and powerless to move forward. The dark places of depression become the only safe place we know. It is a place where no one can reach us and no one can hurt us. We are just numb. The future looks bleak and every time 
we turn, it seems to be blocked with disappointment. We see from the lenses of trauma to make the drastic changes and launch into an unknown future brings us more anxiety than just giving up and staying stuck in the familiar. Huh. So childhood trauma keeps our brains from developing. We awake every morning with anxiety. We go to sleep with our bitterness. Our emotions drive our decisions and are immature and exaggerated. We learn to not trust anyone or anything. Yeah, and when we do, we get hurt again because we've trusted the wrong things because we're attracted to the wrong things. Mm -hmm. As I've looked at CPTSD, I have learned enough to know that the connections in our brains didn't form correctly, and we can't think our way out of a situation. And so what I realized, Chris, is that I, I might wake up anxious several days a week, I might wake up depressed several days a week, and this is because I have this complex post-traumatic stress disorder from repetitive traumas. And so instead of engaging it and thinking that I can think my way through this thing that I've thought about for years, uh, I just let it go. I've mm -hmm. learned to detach. So if you are stuck in this anxiety, fear mode, uh, go through our detachment lessons. We have 12 of those. Right. So how long have you struggled against a feeling? How long have you tried to make movement forward? How long have you tried to make sense out of a betrayal, a molestation, or just an unjust beating? How much have you felt misunderstood, unseen, and unknown? You need to work through these questions with counselors, with a best friend. You know, I feel betrayed. I feel betrayed when people do this, when somebody said that. Because if I have a betrayal wound, Chris, mm -hmm. everything that looks like, feels like, smells like betrayal is going to trigger that. And it may just be that somebody's setting up a healthy boundary with me that I, it may not even be about me. It may be that they're having a bad day, but he will feel like betrayal because that's my wound. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I have to heal so that I can stop, uh, stop those repetitive loops. So I, I want to be able to think uh, to realize that my thinking's toxic, to realize that I could think this all day and it's not going nowhere, and just let it go. So you can think through a problem all your life and never find a resolution. Just let it go and move forward. As a child raised in trauma, you weren't safe and didn't form your own identity. You weren't safe to explore and develop your own personality. You had to conform and learn survival skills. Mm. So this means that you don't have the brain connection to think problems through to a resolution. They just trigger whatever trauma and your character mm -hmm. was developed based on this survival and not being nurtured and protected with the principles of truth. So what I want you to do as an adult is I want you to start recognizing your trauma wounds. And we have our trauma book, too. And so these wounds, you'll hear them. They're very loud. And you're going to hear them when you sit still. You're going to hear any any emotion that I've got really super exaggerated. It's probably an old trauma. So I have to just purpose set with it and choose to respond differently with a steadfast love and joy and peace and and I'm not going to get that it's not just going to come to me I've got to choose it I've got to move the toxicity and choose joy choose peace so that I can grow in my character I can learn to trust myself that instead of landing in my anxiety I'm like uh-uh I'm not giving that thing power over me I'm going to hold on to my peace because that's my birthright and then I'm going to be able to develop this authentic self and love myself. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is possible that you don't feel connected or alive without this roller coaster <laughs> back and forth drama relationship. There needs to be a discovery of the reasons that you have attracted to those who are toxic and cannot return love. Hmm. In a safe relationship, you may flip and actually become the abuser and continue the roller coaster emotions. The brain releases chemicals during these chaotic times and we learn behavioral patterns of rage. Intense complaining and verbally berating our significant other may be a response to internal dysregulation and give us a false sense of control. Intense sadness or depressive feelings may paralyze us and we may want to sleep to avoid life. These become addictive emotional patterns. So if you have addictive behaviors, you probably have drunk addictive emotions. You may even have addictive relationships. And these things, if they are not addressed and not healed, you'll never be able to hold chemical sobriety. So maybe you can't connect without sexual intimacy, and yet you are incapable of choosing healthy partners. Trauma bond clings Trauma bonds cling, consume, and suck the life out of you, and it feels impossible to break without more trauma. <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna, it's gonna be a fight to get loose from traumatic, uh, abusive relationships. And this happens because you didn't develop your own identity because you couldn't when you were a child because of all that trauma. And therefore, you tend to take on the identity of another and attach insecurely. Yeah, and then I tend to be over-responsible for somebody else and keep propping them up, and I'm responsible for their happiness. And so I, I very much lose myself. So the relationship starts beautifully, but is unsustainable because you have no identity. So you quickly become enmeshed in a trauma bond and devalue yourself and allow your identity to be shaped by this new person. Or you consume the other person in an attempt to exert dominance and extreme control. Since you don't know who you are, this person becomes your other half. And if they leave you, you will not know who you are again. Uh, This lack of your own self-worth, healthy identity, and healthy boundaries is a setup for relationship addiction. Mm -hmm. I got another little poem called Love Addiction. You can love and feel loved by them. This love may be mostly in your head, (laughs) but then you may be drawn to them more than you ever dreamed possible. Every thought is on on them. They may be an irresistible magnet. There may be a hundred red flags that you ignore. Excuses may be your middle name. A wounded soul is already low and may be enamored with just the attention. Powerless to stop, powerless to say no. Taking solace in your obsession, Completely sincere, completely insane, incapable of sustaining this level of vulnerability. Your old fear bonds are now triggered, emerging to destroy the beauty, an old abandonment wound hurling sabotage. So if you don't heal these wounds, it's going to be very difficult for you to find a healthy relationship. So those who come out of toxic relationships need a ban on dating for one to two years, at least. Even potentially awesome relationships will be sabotaged by your old wounds. So recognize your relationship patterns. People in passive relationship recovery will regress to dysfunctional communication. Dysfunctional patterns of nuclear families will be evident. We are trained from childhood in how to respond to one another within our home. Our homes may have been violent with constant arguing and generally unpleasant. Blame shifting seems to be the weapon of choice used to 
validate their position of offense. So most individuals with a lack of identity and poor boundaries when agitated will develop an arsenal of reasons to justify their offense and they will triangulate third party individuals to side with them. So, you know, your friends and the people in your life. Uh, arrogance seeks out others who will listen to their half of the story and agree with their judgment. Uh, can you believe what she did and blah, blah, blah? <laughs> this response has no possible healthy resolution. Not. This causes deep wounds that become deeper and can repeat toxic relationship patterns. We literally force others to abandon us because of our toxic behaviors. Yeah, so instead, I want you to start looking at the toxicity of the relationship within yourself. What am I doing to respond incorrectly? How can I respond in love, with peace, with joy, with patience, with kindness? What am I doing? What wounds inside of me need to heal? But if I'm not doing that, and I've had poor relationships, I'm likely sabotaging this relationship. So let's look at what passive sabotage looks like. Just read right down through here, Chris. So passive sabotage is pouting. You can slam doors, bang dishes, silent treatment, withdrawal of affection. You can play the victim. Third party complaining to your friends. No eye contact. Refuse to communicate. Uh, you can make yourself sick. They're sighing and eye rolling. Avoidance. <laughs> That's passive sabotage for your relationship. Mm -hmm. So let's look what aggressive sabotage would look like. So the aggression comes from conflict initiation over trivial things. Yeah, you left that spoon in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> Blame shifting, intense slander. You can complain, you can gripe, you can bicker. You must have the last word. And you refuse to own your part. You rage with frustration. The affairs relapse into substance use disorders, domestic violence, hiding all the money or reckless spending. Hmm. These behaviors divide families for decades and set you up for relationship confusion. Toxicity always races blindly around a curvy mountain with no guardrails. So if you have undealt with past relationship wounds, these will cause you to be reckless. You will not be able to trust your instincts and will not be able to choose a healthy person or securely attach. If you find a healthy relationship, you will sabotage it. <laughs> It'll feel like it's boring. It'll be like, what's going on here? <laughs> this is what, way too where's boring. Where's the drama? Where's, <laughs> where's the... the drama? I'm kind of addicted to that. <laughs> <laughs> So you may not even want to attach to anyone anymore. You may go into a relationship with the end already in sight. Hmm. An oath to never love again is a deep wound from a past brokenness and will set you up for a callous, isolated heart that is not only incapable of receiving love, but makes you a hater. It renounces the so renounce the oath that you have made to never love again. Start with learning to give yourself love and receive kindness and love from yourself to you. Yeah. So if you have become a hater, when you're just like, I'm never gonna love again, I wrote you a little poem. Hate for a past lover, an oath to never love again, unsafe to love, cynical, set up for toxicity. Instead, honey. Go find your peace. <laughs> so recognize old relationship wounds. Go back and own your past and forgive and release your past partners. So here's a relationship wound. 
timid and afraid of relationships, second-guessing and judging motives, extra cautious, shut down sexually, shut down emotionally to happy feelings, crying often, unhealthy rumination of the past, pause and take care of yourself. And one thing to do going back to those relationships is literally just get in a quiet place and sit down and say, I forgive you and yes. say their name. Yes. I know that you hurt me because you did this, but I forgive you and say their name. Mm -hmm. So Sometimes if, that takes time. Yeah. And if the relationship was toxic, oh, and it doesn't happen overnight. Mm -mm. It doesn't happen the first time you do mm -mm. that. Every time they come into your mind, you literally have to close your again. eyes and say, I forgive, I forgive you, you and say their name. And it's going to come up over and over and over again, especially if it's a deep wound. Right. So if the relationship was toxic, if there were more bad days than good days, if you are tired of settling for crumbs, acknowledge the behavioral patterns after a breakup. This way you will know what is around the curve and you will know how to establish your guardrails and protect yourself. Determine if you are numb emotionally and do foolish things just so you can feel something again, good or bad. Okay, so what does it look like when this addictive relationship is over? Number one. So abandonment wound? Yeah, you're going to feel abandoned. But that this was a toxic relationship. So abandonment is going to be a normal feeling, particularly if you felt like a parent abandoned you. Number two. Sadness with depression. Number so, three. So you know, laying around and eating ice cream, watching Netflix in a dark room. <laughs> uh, continual confusion, always asking why they yeah. did this, why I wasn't good enough, why and, this. Yeah, and you may just want to keep going back around that bush trying to replay it, trying to get a different outcome when you've already done that 10 times number yeah. four so four going off that is the powerless powerless to say no if the person returns because it's, it's familiar mm -hmm. uh, the repetitive mourning the rumination with offense the romanticizing the good and canceling the bad so mm -hmm. you only think about those few good days and that one trip that you had as opposed to the six yes. months of trauma right the euphoric recall may suck you out of reality and back into this toxic fairy tale thinking then you recklessly drive around this mountain again so if as a child the only way you could survive the trauma of your family of origin was to have a little fairy tale world in your mind where everything was going to be beautiful and it was going to come out like hollywood at the end everything everybody was going to be happy now you've got this romanticizing and this euphoric recall and this keeps you stuck in unhealthy relationships and unhealthy patterns repeating the same cycle so, you must recognize these relationship wounds so you can stop the addictive relationship thinking and protect yourself accordingly. Continue to study and educate yourself on how to heal yourself and break trauma bonds that lead to relationship addictions. So, work on identifying your relationship addiction behaviors. You know that you are addicted to another person if you cannot stop thinking about them. Mm -hmm. You know you are prone to relationship addiction if you continually romanticize an invisible, non-existent relationship or are obsessing an intense lust for a person, even if you just met them. If you are always looking for your other half, as if part of you were missing, you are always stuck and you are a sitting duck for toxicity. <laughs> mm -hmm. Soon we will develop our own identity and review the development of our safe inner self. Okay, so I want you to recognize that there's an identity issue here, and we're going to work on that in lessons to come. 
So if we ever hope to have a peaceful home, we must change our patterns of communication. It is vital to separate physically when emotions are heated and return later with the ownership of our part of the problem. If both parties will return in an attitude of gentleness and forgiveness, the issues can be resolved quickly and peacefully. Then the communication can shift to gratefulness for the other for the good the other person has done. Trust bonds can be established and healthy relationships can grow. These communication skills take two willing people to determine to who are determined to learn the skills to love themselves and one another. Mm, yeah, and that trust of just listening, problem solving together, owning your own part, gentleness, gratefulness, having a teachable attitude and compromise. These are the the formation of the ability of good communication skills and trust bonds. So review the principle again. So the principle is healing toxic thinking and relationship patterns makes space to develop healthy relationship skills. Hmm. So forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Childhood trauma was not your fault. No, it wasn't. But you can learn to grow and heal yourself. You can learn to recognize toxic patterns and break bad habits and practice healthy communication skills. Mm -hmm. Now you can rest, sing, and dance. Grace means there is no angry God. Well, look at that. <laughs> he is pursuing you with forgiveness. Yes. Now forgive yourself just like he forgave you. Give yourself grace and mercy with a bucket full of tender loving kindness. Let your heart open and let yourself love again. Healing comes when you develop a safe self and a compassionate connection with yourself. Then you will be able to connect with others whom you can safely love. Now there's the goal. Find those that are safe and safe to love. So Father, it feels strange to think you would pursue me or that you would even care about me. It feels impossible to think a Heavenly Father isn't a condemning, angry judge waiting to cast me down. I hide myself from you, Lord. I fear I will never measure up and never be wanted. Heal my heart from the inside, Lord. Let me see you as a loving Father who cares, who provides, who protects, who desires to give me a good future. May I come to know you as a loving Father who is compassionate, forgiving, gentle, gracious and full of tender loving kindness and may i be these things to myself and others around me in jesus name we pray and this was angie meadows and this is chris meadows and we love you